BBCC episode 79, my realization of the day. Surprise, witches. You didn't think we were going to skip over the Scarlet Witch Project directed by Sam Raimi, did you? Happy Friday the 13th. Here's a bonus episode. Take a hit and pass that spooky shit. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Bloody Blunt Cinema Club, a podcast very high on horror movies. I am your host, Devon, the Stoner Supreme. Sitting across from me, I have Garrett Wong. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's no, the, he yeah, is he, the source. Yeah, he is the source. So, if anything, you'd be, you'd be, I'd be Cumberbatch, which you know, the the titular character. No, for being honest, I would be the sad, depressed uh, doctor that visits him at the uh, at the uh, the wedding who has oh the, Michael Stuhlbarg. Yeah, who has the cats? That would be me if we're being honest in this in this relationship. But no, I'm excited to be talking about uh, this movie here. Uh, gotta be probably the most controversial movie. We had like an emergency, like okay, we need to we need to record and talk about this movie because it is it's dominating the social media landscape it's hot it's hot yeah you know i wanted to do a bonus episode for this you know one capitalize on a little seo because why not everybody's talking about it yeah but um you know dr strange is one he's one of my favorite mcu characters and um you know and we this was built up as being you know marvel's first horror foray which i mean i guess you know obviously not counting new mutants (laughs) and uh (laughs) and uh wandavision definitely had shades of horror but definitely you know isn't wasn't overtly but then you know um with scott derrickson originally supposed to reprise his directorial efforts with it and you know he obviously has a horror background Mm -hmm. um whenever he dropped off i think everybody was pretty concerned with if they were still keeping that direction but then people seemed mainly reassured when the replacement was none other than sam raimi yeah like i I do kind of want to talk about like just our kind of it was really a bumpy road for me leading up to this movie i had like a roller coaster in the truest sense of the word because i was like for a while, this was my most anticipated uh, Marvel movie. And I was really looking forward to seeing what was, you know, initially described as Marvel's first horror movie. And I'm a big fan of Sinister, as I know you are as well. And so Scott Derrickson being able to take this character who he introduced into the MCU, but really be able to lean into those horror elements. I was so, so looking forward to that. And then when he left because of creative differences, I was pretty disappointed and, and a little concerned. And then they brought on Sam Raimi and I was like, oh shit, like that's an excellent replacement choice, a super surprising one, one that I knew, you know, somebody was going to have a really distinct kind of directorial style leading up to this. Uh, Those Spider-Man movies and uh, those early Spider-Man movies were a huge, you know, uh, uh, part of developing my my love for Spider-Man as a character, my love for comic books. And so uh, seeing their... Uh, Raimi returned to Marvel to direct a character like Doctor Strange seemed like such a home run for me. And then, you know, No Way Home came out and there were these ideas that the movie mm-hmm. was going to have reshoots, maybe adding cameos, maybe adding this, that. I, it was such a, like, I don't know what to expect from this, that going in, I was kind of bracing for impact in a way. 
And that's why I find it interesting that, you know, from at least what I've seen on, you know, because there's been so much conversation, especially from, you know, the, the Marvel diehards where it's like that they seem that this is a little too much Sam Raimi, which mm-hmm. it's like when that's been such a common criticism of the MCU, like, is that, you know, wouldn't that be what more what you want? But it's like in the way that, you know, it's going now, do fans kind of want it to kind of go back to you yeah. know that that phase three phase four vibe yeah i am i don't know this past few weeks since this movie has come out and you know i'll kind of just talk about we'll obviously talk about my overall reaction to the film but i've just been so bewildered by fans response to this because th- there are things leaving this movie that i took umbrage with that we'll obviously be discussing but Something that I found so refreshing about this and something that I also saw a lot of people online talking about was maybe I didn't care for certain character moments or certain script stuff, but boy, was Sam Raimi such a breath of fresh air, which is something that I really felt. And then to hear this entire camp of people talk about how the style overtakes this movie, it's way too Sam Raimi, they don't like his directorial flair, I'm just so, like confused because i i assumed that a lot of people were like yeah i like the marvel movies but visually they could be a bit more diversified and so to hear a bunch of people to say oh i go back to the way that things were or this doesn't feel like it fits into the mcu that seems like such an odd complaint to me because like isn't that a good thing that it doesn't fit like it feels different like well i think what what i've because I was trying to work these thoughts out with um, with some people at the bar last night. Mm-hmm. And I think what it is, it's like, you know, we had this big thing, you know, the MCU, you know, all the way through uh, Endgame was like this big thing. You know, yeah. they built up and they yeah. it was this culmination. Yeah. And then so it was like, okay, where are we going to go from there? Yeah. And I like the approach that it seems that, you know, with the movies that they put out since is that they are trying different things. They're putting some feelers out. Yeah. But... I don't think they have, I mean, I think they're planting seeds, you know, I'm not going to say they don't have a plan, Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely on the mindset of thinking that like they, they have some ideas, but they're, you know, trying to gauge, you know, response. I feel like, you know, people are just so used to like what we got from, you know, everything kind of building towards this event that I feel like people are getting antsy with these movies being like, why aren't we building to like something like, where are we building to? And it's like, why can't we just tell some of these stories that are, you know, I'm not going to say that the scale of this movie isn't large because it yeah. is, but at the same time, it still feels very contained, you know, to, you know, the things that Dr. Strange himself deals with rather than the MCU at large. Yeah. And I think that that's some was one of my biggest takeaways with this movie is that this film completely removed from Marvel movies works a lot better than it in context with others. To me, this as someone who and this isn't like a gatekeepy kind of flex thing this is just kind of my experience with with the mcu up to this point as someone who reads comic books likes comic books and not just the movies Mm -hmm. and likes it all and understands the importance of all of it to me this felt like i go to my local comic book store it's a wednesday this new writer hopped on to to tell this doctor strange story it's issue 50 and I pick it up and I start reading it and I go, okay, Doctor Strange is having this battle with with Scarlet Witch. Okay. And then you, you finish the the that, you know, six issue run or whatever and the story is complete. And you go, that was really fun. Versus this is a, a, a chapter in this interwoven exactly. complex story. Mm-hmm. 
to me, that's when it starts to yes. fall apart because I start looking at other stories and I go, okay. what about that character's development in that thing and, and the lack of char- character development in this thing? I start to point to all of these other things, but this movie completely isolated from the other films works a lot better for me, which is so unique to Marvel because usually the complaint is this doesn't work on its own. You have to have had to, to watch all of these other things for this to work. Or to me, not at all. Again, this is like picking up a comic book at your local comic book store. You, f- you start flipping through it and you're like, okay, yeah, I kind of get it. Like I'm, maybe I'm mm-hmm. not entirely uh, cued into to what's going on, why Doctor Strange isn't the Sorcerer Supreme, all of those kind of details. But the story as a whole, I just found kind of this refreshing, unique kind of flavor of Doctor Strange. But once you start to look at these characters as part of a larger tapestry, that's when it really starts to not work mm. for me beyond just, this was fun, you know? I mean, I feel like it works in the larger tapestry in a character sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely not in the, not as much in the in the story sense, you mm-hmm. know, because like we said, it's like kind of isolated and like your, your comic book example is like pretty, pretty spot on. And yeah. it's like, you know, like the only, like, yeah, you do need to kind of watch WandaVision to like get this, but like, because with the, I, I really like you know what they've done like recently of like kind of you know crossing characters over so that way like you know we've had you know development of Doctor Strange you know from his movie but then also you know another, a lot of development yeah. through Infinity War and then yeah. his other appearances and then it's like he popped up in Ragnarok for a hot second we get yeah. a little bit and then yeah. um his appearance in in uh, No Way Home a little bit different yeah um, but also know, what if but like it, the animated show and yeah. what if so it's yeah. like. You know, we have that, and then I like, um, you know, the kind of progression of Wanda as well, you know, Mm -hmm. going from, you know, being a villain in uh, Age of Ultron, you know, but then, you know, becoming an Avenger, then kind of having this, like, you know, moment where she's trying to see herself as a hero, but then, you know, has the events that lead to the events of Civil War, you know, and then her whole WandaVision and everything. So it's like she really has had just this, like, very interesting just kind of back and forth ebb and flow and like that mm-hmm. really is wanda maximoff like in the comics to a t is totally. like you know going back and forth between you know this debate is you know does she consider herself a hero mm-hmm. is she a villain like what you know what is she yeah. so i uh, i really like the progression of that because um guys we're talking spoilers obviously um <laughs> by the time you guys hear this the movie's been out for a week for sure and uh hopefully you guys have seen that but you know they did such a good job of like you know not spoiling in the trailer that she is the villain of the movie and then really the i mean i i mean from at least what i thought like i i only watched the the te- the like very first one okay so I don't know if like the later trailers kind of go, no, 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 she totally is. Well, see, I kind of had a different response where I thought the trailer spoiled a lot in this movie and it kind of led people to believe a certain thing and kind of uh, more in reference to the cameos because there are like more than a few cameos that are in this film that are specifically in the trailers. So I feel like people like myself, not even to, oh, I can't wait to see how many cameos are in this movie to where I kind of went embraced like, I hope this movie that I'm really looking forward to isn't just, you know, cameo palooza here to where it's just throwing a million of them at you references to movies that I for one don't really even like that much a lot of people were because Reed Richards is in this movie people were like oh it should have been a uh, young Griffith from Fantastic Four and I'm like dude I grew up with that movie and like I I was a child when that movie came out that the age you know where you're supposed to like most things and even when I was a kid I didn't really like those movies so that's I guess another conversation but just in regards to the the characters in the uh in, in context with other things. That was the thing that didn't really work for me in this is, is more of like a script level thing. 
Um, mm. You had mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Wanda and, and the Scarlet Witch in this, and uh, I, I really enjoyed WandaVision, and it also felt unique for the MCU, but I'm seeing a lot of fans uh, kind of butt heads with this movie in the sense that she's a villain. She just, like, went back and, and did the same thing that she had uh, kind of just learned in WandaVision, and I don't have a problem with that show because it ends on a pretty menacing note of her reading the dark hold and it leads to, okay, she's probably going to have that kind of heel turned where she is going to be that villain character. That's not really something that bothered me. It's more the fact that her character arc in this very movie is the same lesson that she just learned in the prior thing. So it felt not only regressive, but repetitive too, which is more of a problem for me. If you want her to be the villain and learn a new lesson, and to sacrifice herself like she does at the end of this movie, that's not a problem for me. It's just that the steps to getting there are just a little different. I know? mean, I think it's, but when when you think about it, it's like I, I give it the pass because it's like, you know, this, even though it is Wanda and her dealing with like her very real emotions, mm-hmm. it is also still a version of Wanda because this is, yeah. you know, her being uh, taken over by the Darkhold. And, you know, so it's like, just that alone is already kind of changing her in a bit in a way. But again, like I also kind of like that. It's like, you know, like, okay, she might've learned that lesson when it came to the grief of vision, Mm -hmm. like someone that she actually lost. Yeah. But then when it came to, you know, the grief that she's feeling of these, you know, kids that like, you know, she manifested out of that grief, but then to know that there's, you know, a multiverse where, and in those other multiverses, she actually does have kids. So it's like, yeah, you know, so I, I don't see it as the same lesson. I, I see it as, you know, a, a degree of the same lesson. Like, you know, like, you know, there's different, definitely different layers to the grief that she feels because this is a character that that's all she has ever felt. Like, you know, yeah. grief from her, uh, her parents, grief from her brother yeah. and her lover, then her kids. So it's like, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I like that it, it just keeps her unpredictable in a way that like, again, like, okay, like she learns a lesson then she's going to go good again, but then it's like, okay, like, let's flip that a little bit. Like, she learns her lesson, but still, um, did she learn that lesson too late? So it still has her regressing into, like, this, you know, even more outright villainous state, and then, again, just, yeah. like, by the by the plot of it all for the, you know, dark cold and sure. what that means for everything, so. Yeah, I, I don't, again, I want to emphasize, like, her being influenced by the dark hold and having this kind of heel turn is fine with me. I'm, I'm all here for that. Like you had said, it's, it's things that have happened in the comics and there's precedent for that. But to me, her arc in WandaVision was, like you had said, someone who's experienced so much grief and so much pain and them actively wanting to avoid that pain they construct this reality that is more digestible for them in this idyllic life that they want to have led because of shows that they watched when they were a kid and this life they kind of imagined for themselves when they would eventually meet that person who who sees the real them and understands them and they mm-hmm. have this connection with because everybody else they've had a connection with, familial or not, has been taken away from them. And this person who understands that by the end of the show, this pain that they've been trying to avoid they are just inflicting on other people and they're removing that sense of happiness from others, forcing them to kind of align with her own uh, vision, for lack of better words, of what Mm -hmm. her life could be. By the end of that, she realizes that's wrong. And it seems like she just continues to do that again, where she's taking that, that happiness from other people, just being selfish in her own and avoiding coming to terms with, no, these people are gone. 
And I do think that there are some interesting things in this and finding comfort that there is a multiverse version of yourself who gets to have those kids. Isn't Mm -hmm. that enough? Kind of that grass is greener mentality. I like that. But again, her character arc of I'm avoiding facing grief and, and, and allowing myself to feel those feelings and then move on. I'm going to inflict pain on other people, realizing that that's not the way to do it, that this grief and this pain is a part of who you are. And then, you know, kind of reversing the wrongs that you did. It just feels like a very similar story. And I know a lot of people who are looking forward to seeing uh, Scarlet Witch in this, in this movie, you know, kind of being let down by her arc. Again, I don't have a problem with her being mm-hmm. a villain. WandaVision ends on a pretty dour note where she is the Scarlet Witch, this uh, being that's incredibly powerful and the, in that show is explicitly said to be more powerful than the Sorcerer mm-hmm. Supreme. And she's the show ends with her reading the super spooky evil book, you know? <laughs> like, it's not really voting well for her character. So that's fine with me. Yeah, I mean, and it, I guess you can say that like maybe with the portrayal, they're trying to do the, you know, trying to have their cake and eat it too yeah with having it being a, a you know character that builds off of her previous experiences but then also sure. um having her be you know a character that is servicing you know a doctor strange story in the end you know like yeah. yes obviously wanda is a big part of this but it's like it's still her servicing the story yeah um and i mean and i guess for me i'm willing to still even though i like literally binged wandavision right before i was still willing to be like okay like yeah she did learn that lesson like is this a regression maybe but also like i'm fine with you know them doing that because one i think it still makes sense for her character because she is just a very complicated flawed character Mm -hmm. so i think it still makes sense but then it also just gives us so much spooky fucking fun in this movie like having her just like literally be a full-on horror villain for sure slasher like this you know sam raimi's version of carrie essentially and like also like kind of like deadite wench as well like i mean just i I, i'm able to look past like you know the grand character stuff in in service of like what she does for the film and that was kind of my journey too is like i have all of these issues and i'm aware that i have those issues but thankfully there's like a whole other side of this movie that i'm really able to enjoy and i don't have to kind of uh, turn a blind eye to like no I'm loving it because of the Sam Raimi-ness of it all and that we do get to see this villainous level and this villainous side of, of Scarlet Witch because again that's something that's been in reference to has been in the past remember she's the guy that put uh, Thanos in a fucking chokehold you know it's like I we get to see that character fully unleashed and this person who has been victim of so much uh, so much grief in her life finally be able to kind of Uh, lash out because of that and respond to some of that I thought that was great and also it leads to a lot of the horror stuff that we see in this movie of her literally being like this like you know Pennywise kind of like crawling through puddles and mirrors and stuff and contorting her body and doing all of this Mm -hmm. you know horror kind of thing that was so so fun to see and really fulfilling and that's kind of what I was talking about of if I picked this comic book off of the shelf and started reading it it would be totally eating up all of that other stuff but once you kind of read more Mm -hmm. of the backstory it's like oh well it doesn't necessarily line up as much for me I guess but I think it like also like is outwardly like being like that kind of comic booky thing I think that's like what that cameo scene is too 
like I think everybody reads is reading way too much into that just because of like you know okay we've seen glimpses of multiverse and they kind of expected like this to be like something to plant seeds for other things Mm -hmm. when in reality it's like no this was a gag for sam raimi to kill a bunch of superheroes you know with wanda like the illuminati yeah yeah like you know this is his opportunity to do that people are like you know like oh like does this mean it's going to be john krasinski as missing who knows maybe because like in you know we see that you know same people obviously can look different in multiverses as well so sure. it's like that doesn't mean anything the patrick stewart i mean he's in the the floating yellow chair i mean yeah. it's like it, it, it is nothing as serious for you know the the uh mcu at large it, like it was for the gag and i see people being upset about that because it's again not building towards something but for me, like looking at like how you said, like in this one off comic book sense, it's like mm-hmm. and that that scene functions like so perfectly. And again, like yeah. it's just so fun for uh, Wanda to really go on a tear here that and whenever she just like fucking decimates um, the, the the palace where they the yeah. training palace. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, that, that scene is so fun too. Her, her being a quote unquote reasonable. I love it. Uh. I, I'm seeing so many people take umbrage with the whole Illuminati side of this. And I never really did because these are multiverse characters that we don't really have an emotional attachment to beyond, Oh, Hey, it's that thing that I recognize, you exactly. know, like black bolt. It's like, you really give a shit about this character. You want him to be the one that takes down Wanda. They're there mostly to establish how powerful she is and what she's capable of. Uh, and if you want to enjoy those comics or those characters, they either will be coming or you can enjoy them in other medium like Patrick Stewart. Yeah, has. just it's not for this. Yeah, you know. yeah. So her coming in and wiping the floor with all of them was not an issue for me. I didn't expect, fan, you know, Mr. Fantastic to be a huge pivotal character in this and more of just to be the Krasinski one is more uh, just is unique in the sense that I think it's a testing ground. I think it's for uh, Marvel to kind of be like, put the feelers out there of like, how do you guys like this character? Is this something that you want to see more of? Something that may backfire, because I'm seeing a lot of people kind of just dunking on the fact that he's described as the smartest man in the world, but he's literally like, this is Black Bolt over here, and he's going to take you out with his super powerful mouth. Oh, you removed his mouth. The thing that I just told you was his ability. You had no idea of what he was capable of, but I just like gave you his weakness. Oh, I'm dead now. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm seeing some fans kind of, uh, push back against that. Nah. I push back against the Reed Richards things for a different reason, more of Krasinski as an actor. Whether or not we'll be getting that in the later Fantastic Four movie, I think probably yes. Um, but no, the Illuminati as a whole, more in reference to uh, to Captain Marvel, um, Captain Carter, as well as uh, Black Bolt, they're just cannon fodder. They're just establishing how powerful Wanda is, establishing her as a threat and something to be taken seriously. Uh, and something that Strange is going to have his, you know, his hands full with. And all of that is also another avenue that we can see all of that great horror stuff and a mm-hmm. lot of really fun body horror things, too. And to see Black Bolt's have, uh, head cave in and, and Mr. Fantastic to be like ripped from limb from limb. And I, I, people have taken it frame by frame. But Professor X, his neck isn't snapped. His jaw and his head are removed Ooh. like in separate directions. And so like seeing stuff like that. That's great. Like that's exactly mm-hmm. what I wanted to see from Sam Raimi. Yeah, no, I was I, w- I was definitely all for it and um 
you know, and speaking of you know Doctor Strange himself, you know yeah. his his actual movie. Yes. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I I love him as a character, and I love like you know because one he's one of my favorite MCU people because like I get so bored with so many of the characters. Their thing is that they punch really good and fight right. really well, and exactly. they're super strong. And, yeah. Like, or blast stuff like yeah. you know I get I get bored with that. Yeah. So it's like you know I love that Doctor Strange offers so much more and um. You know, Sam Raimi really has fun with that, with the action scenes mm-hmm. and the way that he uses um, Doctor Strange's abilities. Yes. Um, I, I really love that, um, the portrayal of that. Like, I think it took, you know, what Scott Derrickson established, but then, you know, mm-hmm. still, um, you know, really showed, like, you know, what he's learned over the years. But yeah. then also, like, I like that he's in these, like, you know, th- this state where he's questioning himself you know he's not the sorcerer supreme anymore and like yeah and he's also like got people questioning him all the time about his uh, actions in infinity war sure. and like if he did the right thing and stuff so it's like i like that um we have you know this character that's been taken down a few pegs and it's um you know the the theme throughout of like you know happiness you know because obviously that's reflecting you know what wanda is trying to achieve yeah. mm-hmm. ultimately but then like you know uh, everybody questioning like steven are you happy are you happy and him like you know just like finally you know the events of the movie you know being for him to admit to himself like no i'm not happy and that's okay you know i um found found that really compelling um i again i feel like it's um they've progressed his character so much in like yeah. very interesting ways and mm-hmm. um you know him being the conduit into a more horror centric superhero just like made sense like him yeah. versus Wanda they um you know match up it, it, it I like how it's you know usually when we get annoyed um that the the heroes like face off with somebody has similar powers of right. them yeah um it gets kind of boring but it's like I like it's different here because she's like the inverse of his powers. Yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it like still adds a very different dynamic to it. Yeah. I, that's often a comic book trope that I get frustrated with, but I think because the, these characters powers can be kind of whatever you want, like, Oh, they can possess people who are dead. Great. Why not? You know, like it's not like you had said uh, a black Panther or a, a Captain America or a Bucky to where they're fast and they punch hard and they're agile. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, no, he can conjure up a dragon from an interdimensional or uh, interdimensional, you know, portal. And like, yeah, you kind of do whatever you want. I also love Dr. Strange as a character. So that freedom there is really appreciated. But I think they do a great job of offering uh, a, a unique a uh, challenge to strange and an, another magical character, but a different type of magic and a different background of magic. I think that that's uh, really great and really fun, but strange is the character has was, I liked some of what his emotional journey is in the movie struggled with some other parts. Cause he's kind of got like two arcs going in this movie. One of which is about his happiness and him finding a purpose and having this responsibility on his shoulders and how he's emotionally kind of responded to that. I really like that. That really worked for me, and it made me interested to see where the character goes from here. But the other one is more in reference to his need to control things and his need to be right and all of mm-hmm. these decisions that he says is the right decision, him breaking certain rules in an effort to pursue that, which is also something in the first movie mm-hmm. of like, hey, man, don't manipulate with time. It's not a good idea, but he does it anyway. Yeah. Um, him uh, insisting that the one reality that he saw was the right call and him being questioned on that of like, well, maybe you're just maybe you didn't sacrifice yourself and you allowed Iron Man to sacrifice himself and like asking him, asking him these tough questions. 
I didn't find that that resolved itself in a really satisfying way. Maybe I just missed a few things. I am seeing the movie again tomorrow, so I'm curious to see if I pick up some other things. But I didn't really feel like he personally learns a lesson about taking those steps that you defined as necessary, but you maybe just not being as creative and, and establishing those. Because I think he learns by proxy of others, but he's still pretty much able to do just kind of whatever he seems as necessary. Well, well, I mean, I think he learns, I think what ultimately the way he learns it though, is when he keeps finding out that, you know, the alternate versions of him and these other universes make like poor selfish decisions that like yeah. get people hurt and get people killed and like all these other things. He turns evil in certain ones and yeah. like all these things. So like when he's, so I think that, and just seeing that like has him questioning himself like, oh man, like, am I like, you know, ultimately like, am I destined to just make bad decisions and yeah. not do the right thing? Like, and, and I feel like that is a uh, kind of what makes him kind of look a little bit inward. Yeah. Um, and I wish, you know, we could have did a little bit more with that, with his relationship with America Chavez. Yes. Who, um, you know, and, and. I'm glad her character was included and and I, I see people upset like on her portrayal um not not the actress's portrayal I think she's great yeah but um just the her function within mm -hmm. the story is like she's very much just a MacGuffin character yeah. to be like obviously she has the ability but then she's also supposed to be the you know emotional anchor for Steven to learn a lesson and it's like she's yeah. doing all these things to serve the film but yeah. not um but not really being a character mm -hmm. which is disappointing um for sure i am happy though because i thought like by the way people were reacting i thought she also just like wasn't in the movie that much yeah. i'm glad that she's like there and still being an active participant and mm -hmm. and it's still you know um getting to do things that people can be happy about you mm -hmm. know whenever you see this character on screen um that you haven't seen before so um but definitely as you know but having that representation for uh, the Latino community, yeah, um, I can definitely see being, um, you know, disappointed with, you know, just being more of a plot device. Yeah, that I think that was my biggest issue with the film uh, was the portrayal of of America and a character that I was really looking forward to seeing in the movie uh, for a couple of reasons. One, that representation is great, and I think Marvel, as well as other companies, have to understand that when you are going to portray a character like that, and you're looking to offer that sense of fans being able to see themselves in those characters. There's a level of responsibility there and you have to understand kind of the pressure that's involved with that and make sure this character is given its due. And I think America has a lot of hero moments of her being able to do heroic, cool things. But I thought her as a character was, was pretty underwhelming. Um, not only in the, uh, because she is, like you said, a MacGuffin. She's just a plot device and the thing that the bad guys are looking to, to uh, get a hold of to serve their own purpose but also her character arc is just uh, just to help Steven learn a mm -hmm. lesson, as mm -hmm. is, I would argue, Scarlet Witch in a lot of ways. I think that she has more complexity there, but she is also there to serve Steven, which I found pretty disappointing and also just kind of a, a missed opportunity. And I had mentioned this in my review and saying that I was surprised the movie didn't mention the fact that her and uh, America and uh, and Wanda have similar trajectories like early in their life because they're both people with incredible power. And because of that power, they inadvertently hurt loved ones and hurt mm -hmm. people around them. 
that's literally what kickstarts Civil War is uh, uh, Scarlet Witch or Wanda accidentally killing people, but she, because of her abilities and yeah. learning the the power of that. I'm surprised the movie just didn't address that really at all, um, and just kind mm-hmm. of left this character to, to just be the thing that you get, the Ark of the Covenant and Ra- Raiders of the Lost Ark, just the the thing, the object, which I was you know disappointed by because this is a character that might be in the West Coast Adventures or the Young Adventures in the in the future. And I was looking to really be excited to see them in the future. And I am because I want them to get more. But it was just kind of like, yeah. all right, well, okay. I mean, it, it sucks because it, there's just a lot to juggle, I suppose, you know, yeah. because, you know, I think, you know, the reason that like part of Steven's arc is missing. Cal, shut up. Because I think part of the reason that like Steven's uh, arc is like missing out comes mm-hmm. at the behest of, you know, uh, a better ending for Wanda, even though like she does like maybe regress as a whole yeah. at the movie. I do like at the end that um the the movie ends not because that they defeat Wanda. It's yes. because that they realize that they can't beat her, and yeah. it does give her back that agency at the end to totally. end the movie on her terms. Even though like you know with the how exposed she's been to the dark hold and all the uh, dream walking she did, she's probably still I think maybe far gone at this point. Yeah, but I at least it still gave that back to her. But then, you know, then we missed out on what we uh, got with Steven. So it's like everything kind of misses out on something here and there. Yeah, I really loved how the like you had said the Wanda's defeat in the movie isn't because they punched her really hard and she's 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 down and out. It's because they have like this emotional kind of defeat for which her. America does get to realize too at least. for sure yeah and that that's why I said I think she has yeah. like a lot of like great hero moments uh, and that there's definitely one of them where because of them they are enabling Wanda to kind of see the error of her ways and she's kind of the one that takes herself out of the fight which I thought was really interesting and something that Marvel could struggle with is that okay, we have these emotional battles that our heroes are going on, but because this is a comic book movie, we need to have them have a punch-up at the end of the film, and that's how it ends. But I thought it was really unique in the sense that she is able to have this kind of uh, emotional battle, not just a physical one. All of which, by the way, also has uh, Doctor Strange possessing the uh, his own dead corpse and like reanimating that to do this like incredibly Sam Raimi things like the most overt Sam Raimi stuff in this movie is a zombie Stephen Strange which I was so excited to see. Yeah, I mean to to kind of like close things out like I do want to just like finish out with like the praise of it being like yeah Sam Sam Raimi all the things that we did get like mm-hmm. I mean yeah that's definitely like the most like Evil Dead thing ever. For sure. How? Yeah, I mean the the you know, Doctor Strange possessing his own body. Like, I mean, even the makeup looks so similar to like oh, yeah, know, with the, the protruded the, eyebrows with the protruded and, yeah, eyebrows. Yeah. Like, yeah, like like almost being like, no, no, tone down the effects, make them shittier. Like, imagine like <laughs> exactly. working for Marvel and like you you've been just like you're dedicated. You're finally yeah, an yeah. effects artist on a Marvel yeah. movie, and he's like, no, don't tone it down. Like, well, but we, we in, a, in the best way. Yeah, we talked about off air, and it's not like shitty. It's not like intentionally shitty. It's camp. And like modern audiences, I've seen so many people post uh, bootlegged clips or of cross dissolves or whatever, and they're like, "This is really what how oh, this is horror of dollars, yeah, yeah. It's or like, like it's, oh, it's this camp. is horror, yeah. and it's like it's a certain, it's a very certain thing." Like somebody said that it, like she was like, "Oh, a friend was like it was camp," but like said it as like a bad thing. I was like, 
No, it's exactly yeah. what it was supposed to be. Yeah, it's, it's like just watching Malignant and be like, it's I don't know, it's kind of silly. And saying that is a bad thing. It's like, no, dude, you're, you you seem like you missed kind of the joke or you weren't in on the fun. Which I'm not saying that people who disliked Sam Raimi's style didn't, didn't get it because I hate when people say that. But Sam Raimi has a very certain flavor of horror. And if you expected to get something else, I'm just kind of like why like <laughs> have you seen the types of movies this guy makes to me it's like you get exactly what you ordered and that's a sam raimi special you know yeah and i think it really lent it lent well too to like the action scenes as well like kind of um you know i i feel like over time um and i felt this in moon knight that like you know some of the marvel action scenes don't have like the weight and impact to them mm -hmm. and even though it is like a lot of cgi and like magic stuff mm -hmm. uh, some just uh with sam raimi's um sensibilities especially his camera movements mm -hmm. uh really made um you know this feel a lot more dynamic and like i felt the action scenes a little bit more like yeah. you know the way that he choreographed it with the magic but then you know still works in some hand-to-hand -hand stuff here and there as well yeah um but for some reason i actually like very much felt the impact here like yeah. even when it is wanda like you know just doing her thing like decimating everything mm -hmm. it, it still just like had a weight to it by the way that things were like moving and um, yeah were and, filmed. and raimi's always been good at that like you look at his uh spider-man trilogy and like some of my favorite superhero action scenes of all time and i i point to like the first spider-man film at the end of the movie where uh peter is going up against the goblin and they're just like in a warehouse just like throwing each other through bricks and uh, stabbing each other and they're all bleeding in a mess it's just like that like you'd say with moon knight to where they're like leaping off of pyramids or whatever doesn't necessarily have the same weight so i'm glad that raimi still kind of he still got it you know to where oh, yeah. he still got that edge and it, if anything it made me i'm just like keep doing stuff you know not just comic book movies but continue to make stuff i would love to get another kind of drag me to hell kind of passion project or something to where he's just like i, I want to tell weird fucked up stories and let's get some more of that you know yeah so out of um out of out of um out of five out of five corpses um <laughs> what would you what would you give this one at the moment um i believe the first round i was at a three and a half out of five i'm curious to see how that'll change because uh, i'm going to see it again um but like i said out of context with the other marvel movies i think it's fun like this is the perfect kind of epitome to me not even in a bad way of what martin scorsese was talking about to where saying that these movies are like roller coaster rides to where you just kind of throw your hands up and go wee but like once you start to really dive into some of these character things that's when some stuff kind of falls apart um i am feeling a bit nostalgic for a simpler era of superhero movies without all the multiverses and the cameos and all of these things to where it is more of just kind of a streamlined story Maybe we'll get back to that after this phase because it really seems to be building up to this secret wars, big battles and, and you know, multiverse kind of uh, event here. So who knows what that'll be with Kang and all of that kind of stuff. But isolated from everything else, I think it's a fun Sam Raimi comic book film. It's camp. Um, there's a lot of silly stuff in a good way. Doctor Strange fights someone with musical notes, which is insane. <laughs> uh, love all of that kind of stuff. I want to see more variety stylistically from... Uh, from Marvel. Um, I think that that's something that has lacked in a lot of their projects for a long time. And this felt like a breath of fresh air. I just think the script could have been a little bit tighter. But uh, what about you? Um, yeah, it's at a three and a half out of five for me as well. Certified hot mess, um, meaning for me that like it has a lot of things that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, you know, all the Sam Raimi-isms do it for me. Again, like the way that 
um, the way that he has Wanda float around and the way that she moves yeah. and like, you know, and like, you know, uh, the way that we kind of get like shades, it's like mirroring her, um, in age of Ultron, but in this super heightened form now yeah. of like, you know, the hexing people in their ears yeah. and like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, really loved, um, again, like him just using her as his ultimate horror villain in a superhero movie. Sure. You know, like that's pretty much, uh, anybody's dream. And, um, and, uh, you know, and I think the thing that disappoints me, uh, as far as like in the context of, you know, the grander MCU is like, you know, they did advertise this as the multiverse of madness. And it's like, we really get to see one multiverse that we spend most of our time in. And it's kind of boring. Sure. You know? And, um, you know, so I think that is a little bit disappointing and underwhelming, but, um, you know, but I really like what they did with Stranger's character. I really like what they did with Wanda. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, stylistically, it does add um, a lot of flavor. And um, but yeah, I, and I echo what you say. Like, I do miss the like again, like when we can just enjoy something as a singular thing, and it doesn't have to be this like giant event. It can just yeah. be contained to its own thing. And like you know, mid scale. Um, and I, if anything, I also um. This like makes me wish that Ant Man Quantumania would be Edgar Wright. Like, what if they gave it back to him oh, when man. he was originally supposed to do Ant Man? Because like it, yeah. it bums me out whenever I do get to see that like Sam Raimi like did get to you know keep his sensibilities mm-hmm. um, with while working within the MCU uh, framework. Yeah, um, I think he did well in that aspect, and you know, picking up a character that has already been established by another director, mm-hmm. and then in other films, yeah, I think he just picked it up very well. It felt very seamless, you know, yeah. from the very first one. I don't think people are giving him enough credit for that. Um, but yeah, I loved all the set pieces. Um, I thought they were a lot of fun. They were goofy. Um, I like, um, you know. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange has like shades of ash a little bit in this. He's like kind of like a, he's even though he wields this like giant power, yeah, he does like still always feel like so like reluctant and like kind of curmudgeonly in a yeah, way, yeah, yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed that. So it's like um, uh, overall three and a three and uh, out of all, well, three and a half out of five. Um, solid. I'm, I'll probably. Yeah. It probably won't move up in score, but I'm sure I'll like enjoy it the more I can just like kind of watch it and forget about all the other stuff. Yeah, it, I, I, this makes me a little nervous uh, for some upcoming Marvel projects because I would hate for Marvel to think that this variety, because of not only this, but Chloe Zhao, uh, who I would actually push up against a little bit more that her vision doesn't really maintain through the Eternals. Like That's a totally different conversation. But movies that are upcoming, like Fantastic Four, I want a singular, weird, pulpy sci-fi vision for that movie, and I don't want it to feel lessened. But I want to ask you, is this kind of the last that you want to see horror in Marvel, or what are some other comic book characters or, or uh, 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 you know, upcoming projects that you would like to see this uh, a similar tone or even a darker tone kind of adopted to? I mean, I definitely hope that they keep horror and whatever they're doing with Blade, even though I don't really want them to do Blade because I just don't see them doing a version of Blade that I'm going to like yeah. in the MCU. But uh, hopefully they keep the horror sensibilities there. Yeah. Um, I have like a, I had a pitch for Fantastic Four that would have been like a horror set in space. Like it would have yeah. been like a space thriller, like on this ship itself. And, you know, they, uh, 
Josh Trank wanted to do, you know, some horror influence in his Fantastic Four, some like mm-hmm. body horror elements and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, I think the Fantastic Four would still work very well for like a sci-fi horror angle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, depending on what they do with X Men, maybe some of the like X Men offshoots could have some some horror shades to them. Who knows? Yeah, I think uh, the Fantastic Four. We could do a whole episode on that one, but uh, I think yeah, some we know Werewolf by Night is eventually coming out. Blade is an obvious one, but I would like to see like a really dark, like uh, dark tonally in like a Ghost Rider or a Man Thing or something like that. But also maybe like Marvel Zombies and give me that blood and the guts of, of you know, Deadpool. Just uh, more variety, please, uh, 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 in the future. Just if Marvel, if Kevin, Kevin Feige, if you're listening to this, bud, Kevin, you know, give us that variety. Yeah. And, and Cal wants to, uh, to give the variety as well apologize for him y'all i'm not gonna be able to edit it all i'm gonna salvage as much of this as i can uh garrett what are you working on right now Uh, if you want to see some more thoughts on this i've got a spoiler video up on my youtube channel for this but if you want some more other comic book goodness even including some fantastic four thoughts you can check me out on tiktok Uh, i'm also at garrett mcdowell on twitter and letterboxd love to have you and as usual, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Daddy Disco, working on some music video things. I pop up on some other podcasts here and there, but nothing on the docket at the moment. So just uh, stay tuned. That'll go ahead and do it for this episode of the Blade Blunt Cinema Club. New episodes drop every Tuesday, so make sure you're subscribed and you do not miss an episode. You can follow us on social media at Bloody Blunt's Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And until next time, guys, stay lifted. <laughs>